24 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again is Lisa Leahy of the Critical Movie Critics and the Between the Scares podcast. Welcome back, Lisa. Hi, Rob. So, you ready to find out what, 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 uh, why Cavendish's package is so important? Oh, more evidence of leg cramps. I'll tell you, that's what I'm convinced all of this is. I think you got a point there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. So, minute 124 begins with uh, Cavendish uh, extricating himself from the hole and goes all the way till we get to see Frick beginning to abandon his search. Mm-hmm. As we've been discussing all week, this is Escape Week, <laughs> where, where we've gotten to see many of the, the known characters get out of this uh, prison camp through the, through, through the rabbit hole, as they say, <laughs> or yeah. up through the rabbit oh. hole. I, I definitely feel it. You know, this week is a tough week at school, so I am ready to escape. I get it. I'm feeling what these guys are feeling. There you go. We get Cavendish, who, as everyone knows, he was the surveyor and didn't know how to measure properly. And that's why, Apparently not. And that is why they are 20 feet short of the woods. As our, our uh, I guess you could say, friend of the show and, uh, and our first guest months and months ago, Jay Cluett properly pointed out everything happened. Everything went because of Cavendish. First of all, he didn't know how to measure everything, and we're about to find out why he's causing even more problems based on your your assumption that it's leg cramps, which it's very possible. Mm-hmm. So Cavendish pops out of the hole, and he has this very strange white package that's uh, tied with rope, which, as we mentioned yesterday, is quite strange because uh, if he ever needs to get anything out of this package, it will not be simple. It will be very difficult nope. to tie it up again. So yep. who knows what he's actually carrying in there. He comes out of the hole and starts moving, and then he picks up the package and, oh, trips, falls oh, down right on the package. Hopefully hopefully he doesn't have any, like, glassware in there or anything like that. I mean, this is a noisy package, too, <laughs> apparently, because when he lands on it, I mean, everybody is awakened down for three counties. <laughs> no question about that. Basically, uh, at this point, he they make a very it makes a very loud thud. That because yes. once again, as we've discussed all week, these scenes do not have any music in them. So they're letting us hear the the actual sound of the thud. Frick, mm-hmm. who's standing next to one of the other guards, they look over. They start getting suspicious about what's going on. At this point, you see uh, Hilt, Smack, and Roger get a little scared. You have Hiltz crouched down, you have Matt crouched down, and then you have Roger turn, which looks like he's about to flee. <laughs> he he right. looks like he's ready just to get out of there. Their time is you up. Know, Roger's like, the hell with everyone else, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, like, You've been a great crowd. Got out just in time. <laughs> Cavendish. I'm gone. <laughs> but but Hiltz is actually, he's the only one of the, three, the trio that is still looking at the guards to see what's going on. You know, he, looks in, he looks in a very curious way. The way that he's looking at them. Then Frick starts screaming out into the darkness. I'm, I'm going to basically spare everyone from having to listen to my very poor German dialect. And I'm just going to translate what he says. He basically says, is anyone there? <laughs> Which is something that you would think that a... a uh, not really? Pretty reasonable. <laughs> not at <laughs> all. Not- I mean, I, I've been in the army. If you're on guard duty, you hear a sound. If the first thought is that it's some animal that's going by or anything like that, you're not going to scream out who's there. That's not the first thing you're going to say. <laughs> you you might think it. You might think it, but I don't think that's the first thing that someone's going to scream out. <laughs> 
and at this point they you know we we get to see Roger Mack at the hilt once again Roger and Mack are both completely crouched down finally as we discussed yesterday they they strolled across the uh, <laughs> the 20 yards or 20 feet to the to the woods like they're having a Sunday stroll exactly a brisk Sunday stroll stroll <laughs> but but still uh, not crouching but here the two of them look you know they, they they've been eating dirt as the yep. uh, phrase goes and basically Hilt is the only one who's just looking trying to figure out what's going on how much do they know and Roger's like hiding behind a rock <laughs> which <laughs> I can't this set is amazing yeah. <laughs> now now back to to what Frick said when he when he says is anyone there so or is is there anyone that's actually the, mm-hmm. the direct translation of what I got of of what he said I when I did my a, husband will be very proud because he speaks a little bit of German and I asked him I pulled him into the room I said you need to translate this for me and that's exactly what he thought so he'll be very happy that he was right very good because because Frick is actually a, a, a real German so you know he hmm. he he was just pretending with the with his German dialect the, the, there's actually trivia about about his character his character uh, about his, his the actor the actor's name is uh, Til, Ki- Til Kiwi uh, oh. Plays him. He was actually a German POW during World War II in America, oh. and he escaped. Oh, really? He escaped numerous times from the the various camps that he was stuck in in America, and at one point reached. He was in Colorado, I think, and he actually made it to St. Louis before he was recaptured. Really, and then decided to be in an American film about yep. POWs in a German camp. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Completely. Cool. Seriously. So, yeah, a lot of the these actors, you know, have connections to to, to World War II prison camps. Wow. Uh, Donald Donald Pleasance was 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 in a POW. I had camp. heard that. Yep. Yeah. Fascinating. But but the funny thing is, is when I did a search for the the German uh, phrase here, I the most of the hits that I got were from this German song from 2000 that has the exact same name that is apparently really really popular. I, I think he says it's that uh, again. I don't, I don't You're wanna, doing better than I would, so it's okay. I don't want to kill it too much. I don't know what does he say. He says it's it's something like that. Huh. It's the German, which which is apparently a very famous German song. I I didn't try to listen <laughs> to what the song is, and I didn't look to see what it's about. I it would be really funny if it was all about the Great Escape. Oh, I, I doubt it is. This is a bonus episode, Rob. I I feel a bonus episode coming. <laughs> <laughs> not if it's not true. <laughs> I'll check. I'll check. I'll check. If it is, I will. I, I I will make a promise to you that if it is connected, I will. I will do a bonus episode. <laughs> if it's not, happen. that's n- just not going to happen. I I don't think I I have the stamina to do an, a whole episode on a German song, <laughs> not connected right. to the movie at all. <laughs> if it was connected, then maybe you know. Basically, at this point, we we see Cavendish like take the package from his side. And he grabs it at a very strange angle. He like his his hand mm-hmm. jerks around with claw to pick it up, and he brings it and puts it under He's his like head hide like it. a pillow. Yeah. Now, is it because that's it's what white? I thought? Because he's wearing a really dark <laughs> Does he coat. Think? And so I thought he was just trying to to yeah. sort of cover this possibility of of brightness in the grass. Yeah. The the way that he's yeah, hugging for it sure. just looks really funny. You know, he's crawling along yep. and then hugging. And then two German guards, Frick and I, have, have a, another... They continue their conversation where uh, Frick basically says to him, well, roughly mm-hmm. translated, did you hear something? And no. the, Is the, the other, other guard's guard name no. Frack? It's not Frick and Frack, are you sure? Darn it. No. Missed no. opportunity. Sorry. No, 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 no. 
or, or maybe it is frack, but it's not <laughs> mentioned as frack. Something. How's that? <laughs> he probably does have he probably does have a credit at he some point because of the fact that he actually <laughs> uh, <finished> nine. <laughs> you know, but I I'm not sure who he is. There, there, there is a guard I think, named Kramer. Maybe it's him. Heinz Weiss. Don't know. There, there aren't many of of the German credited. regular guards that that are mentioned here. Yeah, credited. There's a SS officer named no. That, that's oh well. Enough. That that's not him. No. So, not mentioned at all. He does, didn't get <laughs> his due credit his... for saying nine. <laughs> not the number nine. Nine as in no. no. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Basically, at this point, Frick starts getting a little suspicious and starts walking out. At this point, we once again get to see the, our trio of, of heroes mm-hmm. getting even more scared. <laughs> they all duck down. Yeah, well, the, he's got his flashlight out now, so. He's spotted. Yeah. And, then, he, and then, then we get a shot inside of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. We get to see uh, Griff very waiting to, to get out. With Yes, very impatiently. And then we get to see Goff mm-hmm. pulling the, 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 the rope. For, for someone to, to be coming in. And, I mean, Griff, Griff is the tailor. So, you know, he's he's not used to escaping. So, obviously, he's probably completely and was wondering right. why things are going on. And he starts saying, come on, come on. We get go back to seeing Frick, mm-hmm. walking around the field, turning on his flashlight, scanning it around. Now, as you see him scanning the, the flashlight around, you see how close he is to Catalyst. Yeah. He's very close. Now, in the original script, he actually steps on his hand. Oh, see, that would have been good. <laughs> does he see him? Like, does he crow and no, he's alerted no, to it, or he, he just steps on? Him? He steps on his hand and he 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 has to muffle his cry so that, that he doesn't That would have been sing. cool. We should have kept that. <laughs> um, I mean, also in in the original script, there, there's there's a little, it's a little confusing because they they switch places between Cavendish and, and Griff. Even though Cavendish mm-hmm. makes the noise, but Griff is already out. As opposed to almost out, but I, I like the way that they did it in the finished film. It uh, works mm-hmm. out a little better uh, this way. So Frick is, uh, you know, looking back and forth. Turns up the flashlight, doesn't see anything. Then we get to see Griff once again, and you see he's profusely sweating. He's really, really scared. You know, mm-hmm. he wipes his face, wipes the the, the sweat off his face as he's uh, looking around. He he then he tugs on his hat. I mean, these these characters all love a lot of hat tugs. Yeah, seriously. The, why are they so concerned about their hats? Is it because that in German culture during World War II you walked around with a hat, and if you know they're scared that they're gonna if they lose their hat, then someone's gonna be more concerned of who they are. Because if you think about it, I think every single character is walking around with a hat. That's a really good point. Again, I, I don't know the answer to that, but it's possible. Huh? And you can see on his face. I mean the the way that 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 Robert Desmond plays Griff is great because you see yeah. you can see his anxiety. You can see the way that this yeah. character wants to try and figure out what's going on. You know, am I supposed to go? Am I not? I mean, right. it, we, we saw the fact that Matt said to Roger that he's going to pass it on to people. And, you know, they discussed this, mm-hmm. we discussed this yesterday. That he's going to pass on the, the information to everybody. Basically, they passed it on to Cavendish. Okay, who, I guess, passed it on to, to Griff and is passing it on to Goff. It's very possible. I mean, a few weeks ago when they showed up at the barracks, the three of them showed up together, so you know that their numbers are, are close to one another anyway, which which is something that I only noticed this, this time watching the movie, the, the close proximity between them showing up in the barracks and being the the POWs that, that are escaping, you know, one after the other. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, 
basically once Max started giving, uh, letting someone else give give instructions, that's when that's when things started happening because, you know, the first guy that right. he gives it to him didn't wait apparently for the tug and you know caused all of this this problems with his. Well, and yeah, that 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 anxiety you start getting that telephone game. Right? Like, he's waiting and waiting, and the rope isn't being tugged on, and he's like, wait, did I miss it? Do I not? Why is it taking so long? I mean, if I was him, I yeah. would have been worried, too. You know? You'd start thinking, wait, did I mishear the directions? Did they forget to tell me something? And then you just get more and more nervous, not knowing right. what's going on. No question about that. Basically, he keeps looking up, and he's looking down, and he's looking around. I, they, 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 he does this so well. He, we, you really get the impression yeah. as to... You know, this guy is, is is basically getting ready just to to to, to let it all out in his pants. <laughs> That's, right. Poor guy. Exactly. You know, he's, I he's, mean, he's a tailor. He's not an escaper, you know? That's right. But uh, apparently, you know, he, he got a good number. Yep. Even though his number is 77. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's the best number, but, you know, he thought it was a good number. And then we, we get to see Frick again, looking, looking around. I love the way his eyes move back and forth. Yeah. They go all the way to the side. <laughs> they really do. It's a great it's a great shot. You know, and then he turns his head and his eyes still stay all the way to the to the left or right. It's like those Wait, paintings looking... on the wall that follow you no matter where you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's a good good man for a guard position. Well, because he himself knows how to deal with uh, escaping from a prison, I guess. Yeah. Then we get to see Cavendish lying prone on the ground and you can see he just doesn't want to move a muscle right. with what he's doing. Then we get another quick shot of Frick and you can see on his face that he basically says to himself, eh, I must have been imagining things. Must have been an There's animal. There's nothing here. Yep. Which is really funny because you'd think that he should be looking down at the ground. You <laughs> would think. And, I mean, you're talking about how in the original script he almost he steps on his hand. I mean, dude could have fallen into the hole. I mean, yes. <laughs> we really could have had that a problem true. here. He could have had a very big problem. And this is one of those minutes where they really use the music quite a bit. You know, this is where the music really starts. You've got like three different kinds of music happening where you've got the the quick succession of uh, of notes, right? That like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight kind of bump, 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 bump note. And then you've got the 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 high low sort of note. It's, it's almost reminiscent of Jaws, even though it's not at all. But that that repetition of those two notes going from one mm-hmm. to the next from the you know the the low note to just a little bit higher and you've got those timpani rumbles happening and then they start putting them all together as the tension starts building and building you know because you've got a guy right there we've been joking all week about how these guys don't the least bit worried about being caught and We've got, you know, Hiltz is out there, and he's just kind of standing next to the hole, and everything's fine, and everybody comes out of the hole and runs. And we've got a guy who authentically could get caught, and the whole thing could fall apart, and now we really get the tension. So it's like the comic relief has been cast aside, I think. And the music is really saying, yes. nope, this yes. is this is some serious danger. And, and that's one of the things I love about the music in this movie is that it, 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 it keeps changing yeah. the tone of the movie and the story. You know, it it uh, it doesn't get too intense, but it still Definitely. raises the tension. You know, and it, and as you mentioned, it goes from the comical aspects to the serious aspects. But I, I think one of the reasons and I've I've mentioned this uh, before, but I think one of the reasons why this this movie works so well is that most people, when they think of a German prison camp, they're thinking yes. of gruesome you know images. They're thinking of uh, sadistic guards. You know, when you think Nazis, you think of 
bad Nazis. You know, I'm not saying that they're, these are good Nazis, but, but they're, they're not mm-hmm. mean Nazis, right. I guess you can say. You know, they're, they're, they're doing their jobs. They're, I mean, the, the movie tries to establish that quite early with the whole idea that, uh, you know, we're, we're the Luftwaffe and we're, we're, right. not, we're not the SS. We're not the Gestapo. They're, you know, trying to show the difference between them. One can also look at that as some criticism of the movie, the fact that, you know, they're belittling the the atrocities that some of these guards might have committed. I mean, the, the original book discusses the fact yeah. that there were prisoners who were shot. A few weeks, months ago, you know, I had a whole discussion about the whole idea of sports in the camp. You know, and, you know, if the baseball went over the fence, they'd have, like, this uh, flag that they would mm-hmm. have to wave in order to go get the baseball. But sometimes there right. were guards that would disregard that and still shoot the prisoner. I mean, these, these things did happen in, in these situations. But the, the movie keeps the tone on, on a low burner mm-hmm. throughout I the agree. entire movie. Which, which again, it, it helps, but also right. hinders. Because it, it takes away from... The gravity of the real situation of it. Part of... Yeah. Exactly. takes takes away some True. of the anger that we should be having ab- about a lot True. of the things that are happening here by them downplaying it a little bit. It's still effective, <laughs> that being said. It is, definitely. All right, that's all I got for this minute. You have anything else for no, this No, I minute? think that, that was a pretty well-packed minute. Yes, it was. A lot of tension. Yes. A lot of tension. And tomorrow the tension will that go up. That's true. And, and we even might get to hear some, some shots. <gasps> shots being fired. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? You're going to have to listen. have to come back tomorrow. <laughs> to check that out. So, Lisa, you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Sure. You can find information about the Behind the Scares podcast on the uh, rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole uh, podcast network. And uh, you can find information about the Sib List there as well. That's a podcast that I've been working on with my brother. And, you know, we each have a list that we're working off of. And one of those lists is our own personal list of doom, movies that we don't want to watch. Um not necessarily bad movies, but just movies personally my brother and I don't want to watch. So we leave it up to the chance. The wheel chooses for us, and uh, we go at each other. So it's it's worth a, worth a few laughs, that's for sure. <laughs> you want to give everyone an example of one movie that, that, oh, I, that, that you, you don't want to discuss I'm, that you will have to discuss? I am just not. Or you want to keep them... Or do you want to keep people in stuff? I'll give you a small taste. So I am not a Will Ferrell fan. So, okay. not saying his movies are terrible, but I personally just don't want to watch them. So, uh, you're going to have to check out our catalog to see how often they've come up so far. Hmm. I, I would think that, no, based on what I know of you, I think you would, you would probably love Stranger Than Fiction. I have heard that quite a bit, to tell you the truth. Just haven't watched it yet. <laughs> so, I may have to well, get, to get on that. I'm sorry. Well, this may be your next <laughs> minute-by-minute podcast. I mean... It'll be mine. Maybe you'll be inviting me to yours. Oh, well, we could do that, too. Maybe I'll do a minute-by-minute on Stranger Than Fiction. This could be interesting. (laughs) You never know. All right. So while you're doing that, you can contact us by going to our Facebook group, The Cooler. Our Twitter account is GreatEscapeMXM. Our website is TheGreatEscapeMinute.com. And our email address is TheGreatMinute at gmail.com. So, Lisa, you want to come back tomorrow and finish off the week? Let's do it. All right. So until tomorrow, tally ho. Tally ho.